international keynote speaker, American Ninja Warrior, award-winning performer, Alex Weber. Alex has inspired and empowered over 3.5 million people worldwide to be positive leaders, propel past challenges, and accomplish your highest goals in your career, your relationship, and your life. He joins the show today to talk about his message of being the unstoppable you and unlocking your peak performance. Lots of great inspirational stuff on this episode. I'm Paul Blanco, and this is Small Steps, Big Wins. Alex Weber, welcome to the show. Small Steps, Big Wins. I'm so psyched to have you here, man. Paul, thank you so much. I'm fired up to be here. Well, it's awesome. And, you know, getting to uh, see you speak at our top producer meeting, you know, a few months back in Newport, and I couldn't wait to uh, get a chance to spend this time, just you and I, and uh, share it with all the people that are listening to Small Steps, Big Wins. So thank you for being here. But as I said in the intro, guys, you know, let me kind of preface this a little bit with Alex was the host of NBC's American Ninja Warrior, and he then decided to compete. And, you know, after competing and now, you know, sharing your message, you came up with, you know, your message has been being the unstoppable you. So number one, what made you, you know, how'd this end up? How'd you end up number one, being the host, but then how'd you end up, you know, what made you want to compete? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and Paul, I appreciate that. And, and it was awesome being with you all in Newport. It is a special group you got there. And uh, Thank you. I just wanted to share that because the culture and the community, it's just really good people winning together. And uh, it Thank was you. awesome. Yeah. Thank yeah. You. And so my journey with American Ninja Warrior, you know, Gosh, what a, a crazy and blessing and hard. I mean, I got thrown into the deep end as a host and, you know, I'll share this. I played college lacrosse. And then after I graduated, you know, people say you're a former athlete, which basically means, all right, you're washed up. Hang <laughs> you're, up done. Yep. you're done. You're done. <laughs> and I was like, all right, like, I don't really want to be, but if that's, I guess that's just what it is. So then I was hosting with American Ninja Warrior and I believed that I was just a host and I was doing comedy and I was like, okay, that's who I am now. You know, I'm like a little bit of a broier, Ryan Seacrest. Like that's, that's my, <laughs> that's what I'll be. You know. And uh, what was so cool about this was when I hosted it, not only was it, it was for this new kind of all access series. And it was basically like, Hey, here we are in Oklahoma city. Like here's the greatest athletes. Look at how crazy this obstacle is. And then my bosses, the producers who are awesome, basically said, Alex, why don't you get up there? And you know, you'll just kind of fail, fling off these things. It'll be a good bit. Everyone will laugh, you know, fail for everyone's entertainment. So I was like, all right, cool. So I did that for a season and it was great. Everyone got some good laughs. But then heading into the second season, and this is really where it all changed. My bosses were like, you know, we've been talking and it actually doesn't work when you just keep failing on this. You got to get good now. That was where everything changed because now basically to keep this dream job, I had to start doing well at this impossible sport. But were you, was it part of the skit for you to fail or were you truly failing? 
<laughs> you know what? Six was eggs, it like wrestling dozen. or uh, was it you? <laughs> I, when they were like, you know, you should fail at this. I'm like, great. Next question. Because whether I'm trying or not, it failing. was so hard that I was just failing on it. But then the next season, especially those first few episodes that we were filming. So you film over the course of a season. So I had like four months to really get good at this. However, every week that we filmed, I was still failing at these obstacles, trying my best. And I was really scared that they were going to just say, this isn't working. Let's fire you. Let's just see if we can find another Ninja Warrior athlete who can talk to the camera and we'll put that person in there. So, so your commitment was not only doing the show work, but when you left the show, you were, you were training us so many hours a week to do this, right? Yeah, I appreciate that. And, and I mean, you, you know that cause you, you get it. It, it is, uh, I was basically like, all right, the real honest moment. And this is what I shared too with, 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 with our meeting was first, you got to decide, are you in or are you out? Yeah. Because I knew that if I were in for this, it was going to take a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so I first had to decide like, do I even really want to do this? Or do I want to just throw my hat back in the ring and maybe I'll get hired for hosting some silly game show, you know? Sure. But I'm like, I, I won't be able to live with myself if I quit I on it. this. Yeah. I love you it. You know, and how, how can I, you know? And so I was just like, you know what I'm in. And I think that's so important for us to decide, are we in? Because then all the stuff that happens after that, the late nights, the hard moments, the arguments, the we're in. You already decided you're in, you know? And so it was a lot of time and long hours. And man, I just remember, you know, going to these Ninja Warrior gyms and we trained till about 11 PM. It was just the culture. Everyone trained kind of late at night after work. So we trained from like 8.30 to 11. I would drive home. I'd try to take like an Epsom salt bath because I'm so (laughs) sore or roll out. And I'm like going to bed at one. My hands are all ripped up. And, uh, you know, the biggest thing I learned is you got to stick with it yep. until it starts to click Yeah, because it will start to click. No doubt. But, you know, and, and you know this with your group, if you're learning a new system or you're trying to pitch new client, you got to just stick with it and, and weather the storm and learn because then it starts to come together. I love that because there's so many people in life that get so close to something and then give up right before they get yeah. that click. And yeah, in our business, I see it with advisors and, and the leadership team. Like I see that click happen and you know, it's coming. And when it happens, your business goes like this. So, you know, one quick question just to stay on this, but so you're a college athlete, former college athlete and right. Right. But were you still, I'm just more curious. Were you still training like an athlete when this got thrown on you or were you just, you know, staying in shape so you could be on screen or were you like competing to, you were just, so you were, so you were training, but not really grinding like you did prior to. Oh no, I was, I was doing beach muscles. I was doing, you know, (laughs) biceps and chest at the gym and, uh, got it. You know, I would do, I I like would do some things here and there. I played in lacrosse league and all this, but I'll share this. And this is a little side Avenue there was a period where I really adopted the belief that I was done being an athlete and it's so important what we think we are because I started to behave like that. I started to eat like that. I started to drink like that. I started to not exercise like that. 
And I remember, I, I, and I'll just be real. I saw a photo of myself and I'm like, that's not me. Yeah. Like, that's not, what do you, what do you, did you like do some effects? Is that a side angle? What's going on here? And, and it was a wake up call of, hold on. This doesn't really feel like who I am. I've just, because people told me this now I'm going to stop being something that I love. So yep. it's just so big to just prove to ourselves. hundred percent. And I, I, you know, I always tell, you know, I teach that being a corporate athlete is much yeah. harder than being an athlete because there's no off season, there's no breaks, yes. there's no rest. Right. And part of that is, you know, really keeping yourself in that shape that you have to, so you yeah. can compete and run at the highest level. Cause if you don't, the old school business mentality is you're fat, you're out of shape and that, that doesn't hold well. So I'm glad that you, uh, you got that at a really young age. So good for you. Cause some people don't hey. get that. Paul, that's so cool. And when you tell people that, do they ever resist it or try to uh, brush no. it off or, or do they get on board? They get it. But you know what happens? You have to teach it and you have to yeah. get them to mentally understand that. And and by the way, you know, I, uh, I think for all the people that are listening that are in leadership, when you go in leadership, you go in that fishbowl and it's not do what I say. It's more do what I do, right? So yeah. you have to lead by example with that. And I think that's I think that's critical to to people growing because remember, you crushed it. And I, I want to get to the the you know being unstoppable in a second. But if you were in the shape, who knows? You might have even been the training might not have been as hard as it was, right? It would have been yeah. challenging, but yeah. not as hard. So so go yeah. through it. So you, you know. Being the unstoppable you, you have your, uh, your five C's. Can you share mm -hmm. those with us? Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and the first one is getting clear on what your dream is, what your vision, what your goal, what I like to say is what do you really want? Because whatever language we apply to that, all right, this is the achievement we want, the goal, the dream to me, it stems from, it is in your heart that you really want this. And I think that's also important because if you don't really want this, go do something else, yeah. you know, because you're going to have mediocre results if you're not all in. And that power, what I really think is so cool about it. And I really saw this both in my journey of when I became, when I was a bullied kid and then lacrosse came in my life and I was like, oh, I want this bad. And then I saw it when I was a a coach coaching guys, young adults going off to play in college and high school. I'm like, I would, I, if there is a player that wants it, even if they don't have the skills right, right now, I'll bet on that guy yep. because he's going to, you find him in a year, yep. find him in a year. Hunger, hunger. You, know? you can't, you can't put a price tag on it. Exactly. Because if you want it, you're going to do, I call it like, you know, the off the clock work, you're, you're yep. going to do that. The hidden work because you really want it. So yeah, the first C is, and, 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 you know, some people, I think when I bring that up, it seems almost straightforward. And what I like to say is like, that's a fastball down the middle, but only if you're brave enough to take a swing yep. because, and if you got it, if you got your answer and you're listening right now, I, I encourage you write it down in your handwriting in one sentence, because that's your North star. And then the second one is what can you do today to make it real so that it's not just in the clouds it's not in the noise. It's not even on that paper that you wrote it, but it's starting to be real in our lives. 
And the third one, which is really what I'll hang my hat on is you either quit or you commit. And Paul, that's so much of what we talked about is, yeah. are you all in or are you not? And, you know, really, I'm going to share a micro note here because it's something you mentioned of us being year-long corporate athletes, right? Something that I'm really reflecting and learning and more about is, you know, I say you got to win the gifts of the day because, Love it. you know, it's, it's a long journey. Yep. Whether that's a sports season or a career or even a yep. fiscal year. And sometimes if you're like, yeah, I want to get here in Q4, or it can seem really distant. So it's like, what are you committing to today, Tuesday yep. afternoon? And to me, there's so many gifts that you get if you're just all in in every moment. Well, and, and it's then, interesting too, yeah. if you if you stack those gifts each day. Yes. That's how you get the exponential growth. So it's great. So go to the next yes. one. What's the next and, one? Well, and this is really what I thought was so cool with, with Barnum is the fourth one is community because, uh, you know, I've done pursuits alone and two things. One, you're just not going to get there. And if you are, it's going to take a lot longer. And two, and this is what I've just learned and I will, I won't let go of again is the road of life. Ah, it's, it's just, it's not the answer to do it alone. Got it. You know, it's, it's darker, it's more boring, it's lonelier, it's tougher when you got a crew. And and that was really, it's just such a tight squad that you have there, Thank you, (laughs) Paul. And that's what was so cool. Yeah. And you can't teach it. And yeah. it's, it's something that you've established. And I, I feel that because then it makes it a little bit easier to commit in the hard times because you're in it. You, you get those yep. gifts of being part of it. So, so with the Ninja Warrior, that's what I, I learned is I just have to start training and going and doing. And my lesson that I told myself was do whatever the best athletes do. Love it. Check your ego. You know, and just whatever they do, whatever they're eating, wherever they're going, wherever they're training, just do it. You know, yeah, yeah. So smart, so smart, and and it's really cool that when you're in a community, what I try to teach that not every community has role models like that. If they do, yes. you got to seek them out. And and I remember in my career, my first year in the business, there was one advisor in the firm that was in the Hall of Fame at the company I was at and I just would go in his office and ask him questions. And cause I did that as an athlete, you yeah. always try to emulate the That's guys so that are ahead of you. Right. So I love that. And I'll, and I'll say the fifth one, but I've got a question for you, Paul. So what is, if someone, cause that takes like, you got to have some, you know, whatever you want to call it, gumption, some grit, yep. some belief to go knock on that door. What was it for you that you were like, I'm going to go in there. You know, it was, First off, he was super approachable, which is, I, I try to teach that too, right? Talk about checking your ego. Like as you grow, you, at some point you have to give more than you get. Right. And I think that he had got that. So it was less hard to do that, but it was really, I was on this journey. I wanted to be the best that I could possibly be. And if that, I wasn't going to let just being, not being able to approach someone ever stop me, you know, and I did it. And, but I think I did that as an athlete too. And, you know, I always tell people, there's many people in my career that I tell them now 
that they were a mentor to me, even from afar, meaning I never worked with them day to day, but I saw their style or I saw what they did when they presented or how they packaged something up and I learned. So I think it's a combination of things. Yeah. Yep. That's so true. And, you know, I learned it in in Ninja Warrior and lacrosse and now even speaking too. And I think just tactically, if you come with appreciation and sincerity, most people are going to be open to that. Usually what I found is, yeah, is at the end of the day, people are busy. So they might just be like, what do you need? You know, what what do you you want? What can I do for you? So have that, you know, ready. But uh, usually if you come with gratitude and, and, and being genuine and, and so, and the fifth key is, is choice. You know, I noticed that in my life. I mean, we got free will and we don't have to go after big goals. We don't have to do these jobs. We don't have to be corporate athletes. We don't have to try to serve our clients. We don't have to try to better ourselves so that we're not getting in the same arguments with people we love. You know, we don't have to make the same choices that we have. And we have a little bit of shame or guilt because we keep turning to that thing. We don't have to do it, but it does take us choosing to care about ourselves, to go against the current. You know, something that I I share and we all meant is it's just a negative noisy time. And so if our mentality is going with the flow, you can't go with the flow nowadays. Like that's going to suck you into a bad place. You have to step up and change the tide and do that for yourself and the people who need you. So back to what you said before, thanks for sharing those. And, And I love that each one is so specific and so relatable. So really great work on that message. Here's, Here's the question though. You said earlier that a lot of people give up along the way, right? Was there an aha moment that you had when you were training at 8:30 at night at 11 <laughs> o'clock when you are, you know, checking your hands and you're, you know, rolling out and changing your diet and all this stuff? Yeah. Yeah. Was there a moment where you said, I got this? Oh yeah. But there I'll share this because you mentioned the quitting too there were moments where I realized I could hide. And so, okay, I'm at training and I just went up on this obstacle and I just failed my face off. Okay. maybe we're going to move on to this other obstacle, but I probably have this opportunity where I could go up again and all the athletes are watching because that's what you did. You wait for your turn or I could just probably go get a water and maybe go to the bathroom. By the time I get back, we're on to the next, on the next one. Yep. Yeah. And I can kind of just, oh, did y'all move on? I guess I'll just join in here. I played, I played football in like high school with some kids like that. <laughs> yeah. And, but here's the reality is I, I really think, you know, and I, and I thank my dad for this. It feels sick to me to not give your best. Yep. And I, I think we need to just keep cultivating that where like, cause at the end of the day I could do that. And no, none of these athletes are really going to know, but then like, I'm going to drive home and I'm going to be going to bed tonight and I'm going to know that I quit on myself. It's interesting. I train in the morning early by myself and there's lots of days where I'm running out of time and I have my last set and I'm like, ah, it's not going to make a difference. And Every day I go and do the last set because I know that That's the rest awesome. of, it won't sit with me the rest of the day personally. 
So I just go and do it. But it's interesting to hear you say that in a way bigger scale, but it creates that discipline that you put with the hunger and that's how you get to the next level. A hundred percent. And I love that. I mean, I, I, I call them, who are you moments? It's great. It's, at the end of, you know, who are you, <laughs> you know, at the yep. end of the day. And I love that you do that because to me, it's just, you know, it's those moments where we just kind of like prove to ourselves Correct. that we, we are who we believe we are. I love and it. And then you can go into a lot of cool environments and, you know, you ask the aha moments, there was a couple, there was one behind the scenes where I'm just training and I'm doing the time and you know, I'm clocking in and I'm starting to get through some obstacles and I'm like, oh, that's hard evidence. And I think we got to get the hard evidence because my brain was still like, I don't know if you could do this. You're a failing host, all this stuff. But if you have that evidence, that really starts to, to prove it to you. And the, and the other thing I'll say was one of the biggest pats on the back that I got was front of the best athletes, Flip Rodriguez. We were training and he came up to me and he said, you should compete. And it was that gift of someone in community giving that like, you could do this. Yep. That that just gave me so much life. And I think that's just one of the blessings of being in community. Yep. If someone believes in you, I always find that if you believe it, you can stretch someone's mind way further than they're thinking if you see something and believe in them. So he did yes. that. Well, that was yes, really great. 100%. That was really amazing of him to do that for you. Yeah. Yeah. So tell everybody what happened. Give us just a quick piece of it. <laughs> so you you finally competed because they might not know the whole story, but give us the give us the little Yeah. Bit. So basically, you know, competed was the host for that first year failed. And I was just like having a blast. I was just being a goofy guy hosting for NBC, like living my dream. You know, I, I grew up watching Seinfeld and friends. I'm like, this is awesome. You yeah. know? And then 2017 was when it all changed and I needed to start getting good. And that was an intense year, really intense because we'd have these checkpoints. We'd film every two weeks. So it's basically like, okay, are you good enough yet? Nope. Okay. Maybe I'm going to get fired. Maybe I'm going to get fired another two <laughs> weeks. You good enough yet? Close. Nope. Still not good enough. It was an intense year. Um, and then we won this and there's longer stories here of we won the best series in 2017. We got awarded best series. So I'm like, oh, my gosh, like I got the award over here. And so I'm like, great, I'm made in the shade. I'm going to host for NBC for 20 years. And they had all these uh, things that were outside of our control. Departments change. People change jobs, which happens in all industries. And they wrapped the series. And I was like, whoa, hold on. I just went from the mountaintop, won an award, to now I'm jobless. Wow. And that's when I asked myself, okay, Alex, what do you really want to do? And that's when I felt, you know, I feel like I could do, I feel like drawn to this speaking world, you know? And, and so I started to do that. And then Ninja Warrior, and this is what's cool. I was just doing it because I loved the sport. I was just still training with the athletes. And that's when Flip came up to me. I was training a lot because again, I just really loved it. I'd fallen sure. in love with the sport. He came up to me. He's like, you should compete. And I immediately felt two emotions. I felt, oh gosh, like that's going to be intense, a wave of nerves and fear. And then what's so cool, and this has happened with most good things in my life, and I'm sure we've all had these moments. I felt all those human emotions of fear and nerves. And then there was this part of me that was just like, yes, 
you are going to do this and you are going, you're going to experience all, all those fears and doubts, but you're doing this. And uh, so competed in 2019, Love 2020, it. I was ready to rock. I trained as hard as I could for a year and I was eye of the tiger and I broke my hand right before the competition and that wrecked me. I was going to have my mom there who's battling cancer and, and it was just going to be, a, it really wrecked me. And then I had that moment again of, okay, Alex, well, do you want to quit or do you commit? Cause at the end of the day, and that's what unstoppable to me is yep. at the end of the day, are you done? Are you cashing in your chips no matter what happened? Or do you pick up from where you're at and you go and try to make it better? And so I trained for a year again. And, and it's this, this sport has taught me patience. It's really taught me. You got to sure. fall in love with the day. You got to fall in love with the gifts of the day and came back to compete one year later um, and shared that with my mom. And so, yeah, only person to ever host and compete two time host, two time competitor. And uh, it's been a blessing to now do this speaking work and, and, and share this message. Yeah. So, so really I was going to ask you how you got into the speaking, but you kind of got forced into it pretty quickly. Right. <laughs> and like, it was almost like, Oh man, what do I do next year? Or, or was it like, what was it? Do you know what's cool? And I love the name of your podcast because it's, it's small steps. It's big wins because, so I felt it, you know, I'd been fortunate. I won us lacrosse coach of the year. And then I won this award hosting for, T for NBC and I was doing stand up comedy. So I was, I was doing like speaking adjacent, Love it. Uh, but then I was like, you know, I want to do this and I feel like I need to do this. So the small steps for me was, and this happens for so many people, no one saw me as that. So the first thing you got to do is just get some wins. And I literally called anyone who I thought might let me speak. So I called, you know, uh, uh, and it. I started to just declare that I was going to be doing this. And a friend invited me to speak at her nonprofit charity. You know, so I'm like, cool, I'll fly myself out there. I'll do it. I called my coach at Penn. I said, can I come talk to the guys? He was like, sure. And, and so I, if anyone's trying to get into it, I would say just go to your network and just start doing it. Awesome. And then you make small steps. And I just recorded those. I put together and then I started doing some TEDx. And, you know, it's exactly like what you said earlier of like you reach a point and then it and then it takes off. And so I just needed to like lay the work and build it for like three years. And then once I could show people, Hey, this is something that's when it, you know, has, has become uh, a career. It's amazing. It's amazing. And, and yeah, right. Small steps, big wins. I mean, that's and it. that's what, and that's what people sort of forget. And that's when they give up, right. They're making those small steps and strides. What I find though, is it sounds like to me when you were in the gym or when you were doing the nonprofit speech, you were starting to recognize and celebrate those little wins that you were yeah. getting. And too many people are so hard on themselves and they need to be less hard on themselves um, because they are getting there and they just don't realize that. 100%. And, and, and I, and I'm curious your take on it because it's so cool to hear you say that there's a lot of value in, and I'm sure you come from a background similar or both East coast, yep. you know, tough love, hard on yourself, high standard. There's a lot of value. 
no doubt. What I have learned though is I would get carried away with that and I would just really beat myself up pretty brutally. And part of it was like, oh no, you're being too uh, sensitive on yourself if you stop that. But then I, I, I just looked at it factually. Is there value in crushing yourself with judgment and beating yourself up? Usually not. So I, I encourage people like keep yourself to a really high standard, demand the best of yourself. And then also coach yourself, love yourself, lead yourself to that point rather than just beating yourself up. I, I, I agree with you a hundred percent. And I also think that, you know, reward like the progress. And for me, you know, that's my most, that's when I'm at my best is when each day, no matter what it is, it could be just a workout that I'm doing. If I'm just getting a little bit better and What I find though is when I don't get better at it, let's say, you know, I'm doing it right now. I'm doing this, uh, the 12 incline walk at, for at 20 minutes and for 30 minutes, it's a, it's nice. this trend and it's working for me, but each morning I'm trying to beat my racket and I've already mentally prepared for, I'm going to hit a point where I can't break it. And then what I have to do is adjust and change the way I'm training and figure out how I get through the next breakthrough. Right. Because whenever there's a, whenever there's a peak, there's always a Valley, but you could always break through that. And I call that the ceiling of complexity in business, right? You hit it. Now you have to figure out what you're going to do next to get through it. And too many people hit the ceiling and then guess what they do. They go backwards because they never went past it. And it's interesting at that you know, when we were talking offline before the show today, you talked about me being on the stage and I gave eight tips at that meeting. And one of them was what we talked about earlier. You talked about being that athlete and training all the way through. And then you kind of stopped a little bit for life and whatever. Right. And then you restarted again, right? My thing was, and I don't have the answer, but I threw it out there is how do you never go backwards on progress. How do you just, too many people like you get here, instead of going down, let's let's go straight and just maintain. But what I feel yep. like happens in life is we're human and we go backwards before we go forward again. And I think that's the challenge as, as you're competing. Oh in yeah. Life. How do you figure that out, you know? Yeah. Well, I I have a question for you and I'm drawing a parallel to something in my life, which is similar, but I have a question for you. And I think it goes into the answer. When you wake up, you feel like an early morning guy. So I don't know when that alarm's going off. 430, 430, 430. Yeah. 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 Amazing. Okay. (laughs) So when it goes off and you're heading to the treadmill or or wherever your workout is, you know, I, and I know Simon Sinek is big on this talk with why, start with why and all of that. But my question is, what does it mean to you? Like, why are you, and I have two guesses, but I, I want to, what are, why are you going to trouble? Why do you want to push your limits? Why are you doing it? I, my belief is I'm getting the hardest part of the day done because I'm pushing myself and there's nothing that could come at me now that's going to get me to say, Oh my God. And, and so, and it's hard by the way. And I start thinking about that when I go to bed, right. What am I going to do in the morning? 
And how am I going to show up for that workout? And by the way, when you're training hard, you know, this just like you were doing with your hands and rolling, you know, I'm doing the same thing, competing each day and then grinding at business. And I have to show up that way. Now, not every day is perfect. And some days you have to uh, push yourself, you know, and be disciplined to say, ah, crap, I'm not, I don't feel like going in there today. And you work through it. You know, usually those are your best workouts, but I try to go with that. I try to go with that mindset. Yeah, it makes sense. And I I think that's, you know, I I think back to the, the Ninja warrior and even my, my dad is, uh, you know, he's in his mid seventies, maybe late seventies works out like an animal, but really why he's working out. And I know this is because he wants to live. Yeah, it's great. That's always part of it, right? You try to make yeah. the right habits to have longevity. And and I I just think and and for anyone listening, you know, really with the American Ninja Warrior, and even now, I'm scared to take my foot off the gas because I know how easily it is to slip back into. Yep. It's awesome. You know, I love it. I love it. So yeah, and, so. and to your point, it's much easier to keep the foot going than to take it off and get back on. But if you are listening and you have taken your foot off, okay, let's put it on today. Yeah. Let's figure it out and get going. Right. So, uh, so listen, we're coming towards the end, but my last one is, is like, Alex, what's next, man? What's next for you? (laughs) Oh man. It's a great question. I mean, this is, uh, this has been awesome. and such a fun time to to talk with you here, you know, (laughs) and, uh, I, I love this work. I love this work. And, you know, it got wiped for me in 2020 and 2021. And then it came back and it was, you know, virtual, but that's really, I love being with people. And so why I say that is I've got such gratitude for it. I feel so fortunate to do it. So I'm pedal down, you know, I want to do it in the biggest way possible, honor this impact as many people help as many people. Um, And so really just, speaking to organizations. I, I have the book and uh, just trying to to help people on their path and be of service. And listen, I was, you, you took the words out of my mouth. I was going to say thank you in advance because what you're doing is you're impacting so many lives and you don't even know some of the, like some people are writing to you or sending you a DM, but many aren't. And they're they're hearing your words and what your messages are and what you've lived through and how you're just real and you're sharing that and don't ever change that and keep pushing. And, you know, when I think of small steps, big wins, like you're, you're the exact example of how you just went through life and continue to take those. And now, you know, you're going to be one of the top speakers in the whole, you know, industry of speakers, if you keep doing what you're doing. So really proud of you. And thank you for being on the show today. I really appreciate it. Paul, thank you so much, brother. That means a lot. And this has been just awesome. Well, same here. And uh, we'll catch up soon. All right. Thank you for listening to Small Steps, Big Wins. Please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. All opinions expressed by the program participants are solely their current opinions and do not reflect the opinions their respective parent companies or affiliates or the companies with which the program participants are affiliated. Investments or strategies mentioned in this program may not be suitable for you, and you should make your own independent decision regarding them. 
This material does not take into account your particular investment objectives, financial situation, or needs, and is not intended as recommendations appropriate for you. You should strongly consider seeking advice from your own investment advisor. Securities and investment advisory services offered through qualified registered representatives of MML Investor Services, LLC, member SIPC, 6 Corporate Drive, Shelton, Connecticut, 06484, telephone number 203 513